Welcome to the Travel Plus Loyalty Podcast. We are again ready with our Monday morning update. Business travel is is something that we hope after the summer we'll also see increase in uh, domestic, yes, but also uh, intra-regional, I would say Denmark to Sweden, uh, Norway to Denmark, etc. But hopefully also when restrictions are lifted in Europe uh, with all the talks of the Corona passport uh, here in, in late days of June or early days of July, we also hope that we, we see a much speedier recovery uh, throughout Europe. Here you just heard Klaus Westergaard from Radisson Hotels. He's giving his insights on how the hotels have been doing during the pandemic and what's going on when they're reopening this summer. Let's get started with today's episode. Over to Alan Hovery and Klaus Westergaard. Welcome to uh, today's podcast. Um, we have the pleasure of talking to Klaus Westergaard uh, of Radisson. Uh, hi, Klaus. How are things with you? Things are very well with me, Alan. Thanks for asking. How is things with you? Well, we can't complain at the moment. Uh, I think uh, the world is opening up slowly, uh, but opening up. So, um, i would like to take the opportunity today to um, to talk to, to you uh, a little about all the things that Radisson has been through for the for the last one one and a half year. But um, in order to get it started, maybe you can tell a little bit about yourself and your role within Radisson. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, my name is Klaus Westergaard. I am Global Account Director for Meeting and Events. I have been with Radisson for more than 10 years now in various roles. Uh, started locally here in, in Denmark, where I'm based uh, as a sales manager, and then uh, worked my way up to a global position, where I now handle uh, a few of our largest global uh, uh, M&E accounts, uh, yeah, both in, in Europe, Middle East, and Africa, but also the the global contracting with them. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Uh, does that also include a lot of travel? <laughs> It used to, uh, I would say. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, since the pandemic hit back in March, yeah. uh, I went from 100 to 150 uh, days on the road per year to a complete big zero. So, of course, there's a lot of adjustments to that also in, in, in how we work and how we used to work. Uh, but everyone is, of course, getting, I would say, accustomed and, and uh, also tired of, of the new normal. Um, of course, uh, a Teams meeting is very nice and you can get a lot of things done. But the normal, I would say, interaction that you have with your clients face-to-face is it's priceless. So hopefully, as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, the world is opening up. Uh, hopefully that we can get back on the road as well, again and, and meet our clients as well. For a, a person who is, is outgoing and, and traveling the world like you have been doing, how has this pandemic, uh, pandemic uh, been, uh, well, impacted you and your job and, and, and uh, let's say, Radisson as, as such? 
of course, it, it's you know, it's easy to say it has been awful because uh, in 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 a few ways it has because uh, I think traveling also is, is a lifestyle for many people and being on the road, experiencing, meeting new people, meeting new culture, and just interacting with with clients and colleagues uh, that is absolutely a fantastic thing. Mm. Uh, but if if you also need to have a few of let's say the positive uh, glasses on, uh, I think uh, I think this has also. Uh, given people time to think as well, also in regards to, let's say, the more important things in life. But I think it, it put things into perspective. I would say travel is definitely you know, key uh, for us also to, in, in doing business. You cannot do the same relations uh, on a screen than you can do in real life. You know, people make, you know, people do business with people and people do business with people they like as well. So, of course, that on, you know, outgoing personality that a lot of, of people in sales have, at least, it's, it's been difficult to, to, let's say, transform to the new normal. But Hopefully things are looking up and, and getting back on the road. But I think uh, in regards to putting things into perspective, uh, of course, it's perhaps you also now realize that you don't have to do, you know, travel you know, to, to Stockholm for a meeting for 30 minutes and then fly back. Uh, but also a little bit more conscious traveling uh, and you know, uh, smarter traveling than before, perhaps. Well, you're overlooking uh, quite a, a large area um, and a lot of things has happened since the... Uh the start of the COVID, uh, what would you say is the biggest impact uh, it has had on, 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 let's say, the way the hotel business is uh, is doing right now? Uh, a lot of things, if we take Copenhagen, of course, uh, right now, a lot of new hotels are, are popping up and a lot of new things are, are happening um, and still no guests. How do you foresee the, let's say, the... Uh, the rest of this year, uh, uh, how, how will that be for a hotel chain? And that is, of course, you know, the the absolute you know, most important question to ask right now because 2021 uh, is an interim year, no matter how you twist and turn it. How Q3 and Q4 will be, that is the you know very exciting question as well. Hopefully, uh, as the progress in regards to vaccine rollout uh, and the different initiatives and also the, you know, all the restrictions are being lifted in most countries at least, uh, we do see a very positive trend. But but as you correctly mentioned, it has not been fun being in the hotel industry since March 2020. Uh, it, I would say it's very varied from market to market. Uh, we have had markets uh, you know, globally that has seen little effect. Uh, I wouldn't say that any market has seen no effects at all. Uh, I, I don't think anyone has let's say, experienced no decline or anything in, in business coming in and people staying at the hotels. But of course, some markets have been hit much harder than others. Uh, Europe in general has been hit really, really hard and are still suffering you know, quite a lot, I would say, uh, not just within Radisson, of course, but the hotel industry. Uh, we, we do see countries where we are in in the very low recovery with only you know, plus 10% uh, occupancy. But we also see success stories in, in different parts of the world, Russia, Middle East, some countries in Africa, US. You know, we've seen a very, really, really nice rebound. And already back when the pandemic hit, you know, I would say in Europe, when you know, in, in April or March, at least in 2020, we saw some good numbers coming out of China already. So the speed of recovery has been very different from market to market, I would say. And we still see the same uh, now. It, 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 it's very different how the markets react and how 
where quick business is coming back, both on business travel and leisure and mice. It's it's very, very different from market to market. Well, that's at least very encouraging news. Um, talking about China uh, and uh, bringing that one up, uh, it has been the, the split of the Radisson. Uh, could you elaborate a little more on, on, uh, on, on the, for many people, uh, strange uh, split up of, of, of Radisson? Maybe you can, you can share a little insight on that one that will help us understand. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the long story short, I would say, is that uh, back in, in 2020, uh, the, you were correct, there was a split between what, is, what we call uh, Radisson Americas and then Radisson West, rest of world. So uh, Radisson in US, Canada, and, and also uh, Latin, uh, Latin America, uh, has been split from Radisson in EMEA and APAC. Uh, and let's say the one, the number one reason is that uh, on a global level, we have a Chinese owner and uh, US was not willing to, let's say, have us um, sharing numbers or sharing data on a global level. So, so there was a legal reason behind that's the only reason uh, that we needed to do that split. Mm. Um, but Hopefully, and, and let's say moving forward, um, we try now and, and we work hard to, to, let's say, minimize the you know, irritation and the double work that uh, our loyal customers do have, uh, both in regards to, let's say, the Radisson Rewards program that is now being split between Radisson Rest of World and, and Radisson Americas. You can still earn your points both in Radisson Americas and, and you know, anywhere in, in uh, the rest of the world, but it's two different programs, but it's completely due to, to the legal, uh, let's say, requirements by U.S. But um, yeah, let's see what the future brings in regards to this, but we are aiming and And, and working very hard to to make it as easy as possible for our clients. Um, talking about the experience uh, now as a guest walking into a hotel, what would you, uh, in your words, be the, the biggest changes that one will have to take into account for the next uh, few months? Uh, let's just talk Europe-wise. What, what, what kind of uh, measures do uh, Radisson have in place? I think the biggest difference in walking into a hotel, also let's say on a physical level, is that you don't see a, a smiling face on the other side to, to actually greet you. Uh, you will see smiling eyes, but the, the mouth will be covered by a mask. Uh, and that is something that, that Radisson already back in, in March last year, we partnered up with a company called SGS, uh, who is a global um, company that certifies companies, hotels, etc. So So we are... All of our hotels now, all of our plus 1,400 hotels on a global level uh, has been certified by SDS. And that means that we do have some safety and security measures in place. Of course, also adhering to local uh, regulations and, and local restrictions. But uh, the difference when you walk into a hotel now is that you will definitely also see hand sanitizers. You will also see markings on the floor where you need to queue up, etc. We We aim absolutely to To, to let's say have the the most minimal impact on the overall let's say um, the, the overall atmosphere of the hotel, but of course safety and security is number one priority uh, absolutely. Um, one of the the biggest challenge that we we see basically when people are are reporting back on on, on some of the the forums are the communications. Uh, so how have you done uh, communication wise uh, within the group to ensure that uh, your your loyal uh, 
clients are updated and what. But more importantly, also you you need to fill up with a with a lot of new uh, potential uh, guests. So so how communication wise are, are you? doing the, let's just take a reopening of Europe. Where can one find the information? Uh, what about the hotels? Uh, will there be hotels opening uh, quicker than other hotels? Uh, 1,400 hotels is, is, is a lot. Um, and uh, in, in particular for Europe and, and, and where most of our listener will be able to go to within the, within the next one or, one or two months. Um, where would they find uh, information on, on, on things like that? On an overall level, I would say that you know, the, the best way to, to find that information is on radissonhotels.com. Uh, but we have been in, I would say, quite a fortunate situation uh, in, in the fact that we have not had many hotels closed during this pandemic. Of course, back uh, in, in March last year, we, we saw a larger number of hotels being closed than we, we do now. But just as an example, we will have less than 3 or 4% of our European portfolio closed in June for example. So we have a few hotels opening up within the next weeks uh, and only hotels in in very restricted areas or I would say hotels that you know, will not open for the remainder of the year due to renovation, etc. They are still closed. But otherwise we are we're quite fortunate in, in actually having uh, almost updated portfolio in regards to openings. But in regards to communication we, we communicate a lot, as I said, on the Radisson Hotels website, on LinkedIn, on those different channels as well social media uh, we have teams of course providing that information so I just saw today that we are opening a new hotel in that that's not let's say a, a reopening but it's a completely new hotel that we are opening in in Bodrum in, in Turkey uh, not very nice Radisson collection hotel and that has been just announced a few hours ago on LinkedIn so LinkedIn is definitely a, a channel that we we use a lot both on management level and and Radisson as a whole uh, talking about um sort of all what what is happening right now um and of course i know that you don't have the crystal ball to give all the answers but how, how do you envision uh, sort of the opening up uh, germany is still closed uh, you can't drive through germany uh, at the moment and unless you have a very 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 good reason uh, but uh, the planning as such uh, when is 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 your estimation that uh, things will be uh, back to some kind of normal in europe yeah, that is uh, an excellent question. And if I knew, I think I would be able to make a lot of good money in other industries as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say in regards to getting back to normal, um, it is a very, very good question. And I think there's a lot of different answers to it. And there's, I think there's a lot of different answers depending on where in Europe, for example. As you mentioned, Germany, uh, that might be more restricted now than UK, who is opening up completely uh, June 21st. Uh, we also see from from our neck of the woods here in the Nordics that uh, Denmark is much less restricted than, for example, Norway. So so it it varies very much from country to country. Uh, what I can see as an overall, and I think that that's very positive as well moving forward, is that uh, hotels in general and an investment in hotels uh, they have not been uh, affected as much as you could perhaps have feared uh, when the pandemic started last year. Uh, hotel investment is still a very much long-term strategy. Uh, and in 2020, which was 
no matter how you twist and turn it, not a good year for hotels. Uh, we contracted uh, more than 40, I think more than 40 uh, new hotel openings uh, just in 2020 alone. And the pipeline that we see from Radisson in, in 2021 is just as uh, good as it was in 2020. So we, we do see that there is definitely still that demand in the years to come. Um, as I said, this is a you know, hotel investment is definitely a, a long-term investment, mm-hmm. uh, but we now see a huge growth opportunity also after this pandemic. We launched a uh, a brand called Radisson Individuals, which is, and also long story short, it's a hotel brand that is kind of an umbrella where you as a standalone hotel or standalone, let's say smaller uh, operator of hotels will actually be in the Radisson umbrella in regards to distribution, sales, marketing, etc. but still keep your own identity. Uh, and this has, I wouldn't say created out of the pandemic, but it has given um, new opportunities for a company like Radisson to actually grow uh, in, in with a new brand and, and perhaps also touching new segments uh, that has not been available before as a, a large hotel chain. Now we have individual hotel chains under our umbrella as well. So we do see a really, really strong and exciting future ahead of us in the hotel game. Well, that sounds very good. So uh, what can we expect here in the, in the Nordics? Uh, any news on REITs or uh, hotels coming up or any anything you can share with us right now? Or is it still under wraps? I can, of course, share a little bit in, in what we have confirmed right now. Uh, in 2020, we opened uh, one new hotel in Nordics, which was Radisson Red in Aarhus, which was also the first Radisson Red in the Nordics. Uh, but that brand is something that we see uh, there is the potential to, to further develop in the Nordics. So we are opening up uh, two new Radisson Reds in Oslo area as well. Next year, we're also opening up Radisson Red in Iceland, uh, I think, in 2020 or 2023, uh, sorry, in 2022 or 2023. Uh, so, so we do see some exciting new things coming up. Uh, but I would say the growth in our portfolio, we, we are quite strong in the Nordics. We are present in, in most major cities at least. Uh, but where we as a, a brand in regards to Radisson have been, let's say, lacking a bit of, of presence has been Italy and, and Spain. Uh, those two countries is something that we see now a tremendous growth in. We are opening up plus 10, 15 hotels, new new hotels in Italy just within the next year and a half. And also a good handful of hotels is now announced in Spain, in cities where we have not been present before, Bilbao, Seville, we're opening new red in Madrid. So a lot of interesting uh, destinations from a Radisson perspective is definitely in the pipeline. So let's see. We have more news to come on that one as well. What, in your opinion, is the biggest difference between the normal Radisson and the Radisson Red? Yeah, and, and that's that's the beauty of a, a, a brandscape like we have in Radisson with with different, I would say, different brands and different levels. That is, is most of them are all related to Radisson. Like you have Radisson Collection, which uh, which is our, uh, I wouldn't say five star, but it is our our top brand and, and top hotels that we have that as a brand. Uh, but the difference between what we normally have here in in Europe is the Radisson Blue, which is a four or five star hotel. The Radisson Red will be. Uh, 
I would say just below the Radisson Blue, meaning that uh, it's not a f- often a full service hotel, but you, for example, instead of a minibar, you have a kiosk in in the you know, in the lobby, uh, and you have uh, not the, the old school way of doing hotels where you have people in suits checking you in, etc. And Radisson Red is much more technology driven, where you go directly to your room with your app, for example. Um, so that that's I would say that's the biggest different what we branded Radisson Red as when it was launched uh, four or five years ago is that it was for the millennial mindset so we are not say touching on anyone's age it's more of a mindset Uh, so it is definitely more focused on minimalistic design and and technology Um, you uh, also look after mice uh, in, in, in your portfolio so uh, the forecast for mice, the next, uh, let's say, the rest of this uh, year, would that be more uh, local uh, or would people, uh, or are they starting to book out uh, from, from their normal uh, home bases? Local and domestic business is definitely where we see the business coming in right now. For example, we are still hosting meetings, uh, but of course not the the big numbers with two, three, four hundred people right now, um, at least here in, in Nordics and 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 Europe. Uh, but where we see the pickup is definitely more domestic. Um, but uh, already in Q4, we have seen actually quite a lot of pickup, especially from the last month and a half. Uh, where we actually seen a lot of larger requests as well coming in um, for Q4, especially uh, October, November, um, also with international participants. And uh, of course, everything right now is depending on how the pandemic is progressing. Uh, is the vaccine rolling out fast enough? Are people feeling secure and safe and actually traveling? Because of course, that's the big question. You can have a very healthy pipeline, but if restrictions don't allow events to take place, for example, it's also very difficult to actually host them. Uh, so, of course, we, we are watching closely how the, uh, the, the the pandemic is progressing, but there is definitely optimism already in, in the later stage here of, of 2021. Um, sort of on, on our closing uh, here from for, for today, um, how does the forward uh, booking look? I'm not going down to talk about specific percentage but uh, how does it look and and in 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 your forecast uh, where are people from the nordics uh, actually seeking hotels i would say it, it definitely also depends on the segment uh, what we see for for leisure for example that's the thing that we are uh, having back the, the fastest that's the short breaks that's the staycations uh, that is you're being guests in your own city as well. That That's what we've seen also during the pandemic when restrictions allowed it at least. Uh, that is definitely the segment that we had back the first. Business travel is, is something that we hope after the summer we also see increase in uh, domestic, yes, but also uh, intra-regional, I would say Denmark to Sweden, uh, Norway to Denmark, etc. But hopefully also when restrictions are lifted in Europe uh, with all the talks of the corona passport uh, here in, in late days of June or early days of July, we also hope that we, we see a much speedier recovery uh, throughout Europe, at least. Uh, of course, the 
large international travel, U.S. to Europe, uh, Asia to U.S., etc. That is definitely what we see in our numbers is the one that is recovering the slowest, uh, which of course makes sense. Um, but here I know that there's a lot of other solutions like like hybrid meetings, etc. And, and of course, the digitalization is, is definitely also taking place. But as I mentioned at the beginning, you cannot beat a face-to-face meeting, meeting with a team uh, meeting. It's, 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 it is something completely different. And I don't think I'm that old-fashioned uh, age-wise or mentally, uh, but you cannot compete with a face-to-face interaction versus uh, a face-to-screen interaction, so to speak. I think we all agree on that, and, and hopefully for the business that uh, everybody thinks uh, likewise. Uh, sort of my my uh, my last question for today, um, in order to keep my uh, my my loyalty card with you guys, can I expect any good offers uh, here during the summertime? A lot of good offers, uh, especially also on, on the website. You, there, there's definitely campaigns as well. What we have done in regards to your goals card, for example, is that uh, I would say the industry in general has been quite good in extending uh, loyalty, both in regards to points expiration, but also in regards to uh, to your, let's say, um, your gold expiration cards. So, so that's definitely something we, we do appreciate the loyal customers. That's the, also the ones that will get us through this crisis uh, on an overall level. So, of course, loyalty is, is definitely key for us. So, yes, have a look at redlandhotels.com and, and see if you can find your, your next nice staycation with us or perhaps if and when, hopefully as well, sooner than later, the, 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 the countries are opening up more and more, then hopefully we will go back to our old habits and, and visiting lovely other countries and, and living a little bit more. So did I hear sort of between the line that the extension uh, of the status will be into 2022? I cannot guarantee anything that is not uh, my area of expertise, but I know back in 2020, at least, it was extended. But uh, how it, this will progress in, in 2021, uh, unfortunately, cannot d- d- say anything uh, as uh, completely honestly, I, I don't know. <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, Klaus, thanks very much for for sharing your thoughts and uh, your insights on, on Redis and today. Hope that we will be able to get back to you uh, when uh, we are over the summer period uh, and hopefully we have some uh, brighter news. So um, on behalf of uh, Inside Flyer, thanks very much for, for joining us today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Good speaking to you. That marks the end of this episode of our Monday Morning Update. We from the Travel Plus Loyalty Podcast team wish you a very good day. And if you do travel, then we wish you a safe travel.